Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. This is the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau. Now, one of the very cool things that has occurred in the past couple of years in the Franco-American community up here in New England is the Young Franco-American Summit. We've talked about past events when it started a couple of years ago, but now we are extremely excited to be able to speak about it yet again. We have a very exciting crew to talk about, people who have been involved from the very beginning of this project to get young Franco-Americans, notably younger than me and Mike, get young Franco-Americans involved in the process, all getting together, network, sharing their ideas, having presentations, super, super fun. It's going to happen again. So we, of course, have to hype it if it's one of the coolest events on the Franco-American calendar every year. Joining us, a couple of guests that will be very familiar to the fans of this podcast. Of course, one works for the podcast, so that's cheating. Melody Desjardins is joining us one more time. And Daniel Moreau is also back to talk about it one more time as well. Daniel Melody, welcome to the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. Thank you, Jesse. Merci, Jesse. Okay, so we've mentioned before that we have had this event. So you could, could somebody tell me, first of all, where did this idea come from and what have the past events kind of looked like? About a couple of years ago, I was talking to Lisa Michaud of the uh, Franco-American programs in Orono, and we notice something when we have gatherings uh, in the Franco-American community. It's mostly the older folks, and the younger folks like Melody and I are usually kind of left out of the conversation, not on purpose by any means, but it just kind of happens. What Lisa and I thought to do was to create a space for Franco-Americans our age, Melody and mine, to network with each other and to, to talk about our journey to see what it means to be Franco-American. Because millennials and Gen Z are really the first generations of Franco-Americans who may have no experience with the French language and our idea of identity differs very much from other generations. And along with that, we also grew up in the digital age. And so that, of course, affects how we kind of view the world, our culture, compared to the generations before us. Yeah, bringing together people aged 18 to 35 to this is really important because uh, just like what Daniel was saying, a lot of the times we found ourselves kind of lost in the crowd of people who are much older than us, who have much different experiences than us, who majority of them do speak French. And we might know a few words here and there, but we don't speak it fluently. There are some younger people in our age range that do speak French, and that's awesome. But that's not... The majority of us, unfortunately. So I think bringing us together like this, it can perhaps encourage each other to speak, to learn French and speak French because we're surrounded by people our own age. There's not a whole lot of 
pressure with making speaking French the only aspect of being Franco-American. Um, I can say for the younger generation, I think we're more focused on cultural things like art, music. We have a little bit more of a creative focus, a little bit more of a modern focus, one might say. Whereas the older generation, you know, they're focused on great things as well, history and literature, academia, and those are all things that are so crucial to every culture. But for us, we have that information, but we're always trying to add something new to it. You know, what I think is particularly cool about this event um, is kind of something that you, know, you guys have both kind of alluded to and that your experience is going to be different as Franco-Americans than perhaps many of the attendees and some of the other events we talk about on the Franco-American calendar. And, and I think it's probably even very different than mine because, I mean, I was baptized at what was called, a, I know, a French church. It's now storage for a theater. But I grew up on that. I grew up in the holidays, always having French being spoken by my grandparents' generation, always being around it. So I think even my experience as a Franco-American is different than yours. And I think that's important to point out that it's different. I think a lot of times, unfortunately, because you didn't have that language piece maybe growing up. People assume that it's a lesser experience. It's not a lesser experience. It's just a different experience. So I think it's very cool that you guys have your own venue, people who have that similar kind of experience, kind of a different background even than I did, can get together, share stories, and again, talk about kind of what your identity is now and how would that and how that may be different than we've seen in the past. So I think that's really, really cool. And with the Young Franco-American Summit, it's – to encourage and bring in more young Franco-Americans, of course. But if you are somebody who's not Franco-American and you're just interested in Franco-American culture, French-Canadian culture, French culture in general, you are welcome here. Uh, you can join us and have a great time with us and learn more about Franco-American culture. Yeah, I think a lot of the times we're looking more towards the future. I mean, we're obviously growing older and we're still very... <laughs> You know, we're, we're still very young. I have yet to hit 30. Um, so I'd say for those of us who are in our 20s and entering our early 30s, we're still trying to figure a lot of this out because unfortunately, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of Franco-American culture and of course the French language just wasn't passed down to a lot of us. And I think through something like this, we can get younger people to start thinking and start identifying with the Franco-American culture. Cause I know for a long time I didn't at all because I couldn't find anything about it. I could, well, I could barely find anything about it online and I couldn't find anything about it in the mainstream culture, like mainstream American culture, like I could with other cultures. Um, and so I think this is so important to do because it can encourage that, identity to grow and you know it can give younger people a place with other younger people to have that because I never had that I only had my mom growing up and occasionally when we would come back out to New Hampshire and I would visit the Franco-American side of the family Meme of course but then it would be a week or two and then we would leave again so it was just very disconnected and I feel like even if you grew up in New England your whole life I still have met people who are Franco-American who 
had similar experiences of being disconnected. And that really shocked me because I had kind of assumed that they would have grown up with it all around them. So I think for the most part, a lot of the older generation just didn't pass these things down to us. And they have various reasons why I'm not putting blame on anybody. Um, It just, unfortunately things happened, but I think that we can really revive this and bring this culture back. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with Melody. My experience has been, I grew up in a very kind of almost bog standard kind of American town. I guess you could call Lewiston bog standard American. (laughs) Uh, I mean, with the only exception about the poverty, because this was the early 2000s. Uh, But for me, it was, you know, just normal, quote unquote. But the only thing that, or the only things that I, um, I heard or saw that even gave a hint of being Franco-American was one, my last name, Moreau. Two, we had Totsier on Christmas. Uh, three, I had a Meme and a Pepe. Sure. And of course, four, my family always said that we were French. Now, of course, I didn't understand what this meant because you say French, you think of France. So, oh, someone in my family must have come from France. Little did I know about how far that, how far back that was. And instead, we were more so French Canadian than French. Yeah, and one thing I think is kind of cool with your event, something you guys have already kind of hinted at, is the whole idea of spending some time making sure to look forward. So I find a lot of time with Franco-American events, we spend a lot of time looking back and talking about what life was like, you know, 1955 and what kind of things we used to do in 1955. And I actually think that's super cool. I really, really do. I think both are super important. Um, I mean, I've been to the Richelieu, now that I can speak a little bit of French enough to fake it, I can go to Richelieu Club meetings and they very much kind of recreate what a meeting would have looked like in, you know, the early 50s or whatever it happens to be. And I think there's something to that. I think it's really fun. But our events can't be just that. It also has to be looking forward to where we go from here. And I do think events like the ones you guys are putting on play a huge part in making sure that happens. Yeah, I mean, the history is obviously so important to any culture to have. And, you know, it's not about trying to forget all of that history. It's just about taking that, but then focusing on other things that are in our present time and, you know, not going back and looking over how much the French language has declined and getting depressed about that. You know, it's about, okay, that's something that happened, but what can we do to bring it back? Or what can we do to teach younger people the French language again? And, you know, if the French language never comes back in the same way that it was before, you know, if we can bring it back even just a little bit and have that progress grow over time, you know, you never know what could happen. Um, And I just feel like a lot of the times now, a lot of people, maybe it's out of fear but they don't, it's almost like they don't want to even try. They just want to keep going back and looking over the same 
data, the same history over and over and over again, but, you know, it's good information to have and it's important, but, you know, we can't just keep going back, back, back. We need to get that information and somehow bring it into the present and do something with it. It's funny that you say uh, it, it's not 1950 anymore because I I wasn't alive in 1950. So, uh, and it or not me either. Yep. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't alive in the 1950s, and my contemporaries weren't either. So, having I think just being our age, we're always looking toward the future, and. I I see my culture, my Franco-American culture, as um, a very dynamic thing because culture itself is very dynamic and it changes over time and it changes with generations. And I don't think that we can afford to push a culture in a certain direction because that's not true to who we are as a people. So I think that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts because one, you have all of the individuals in that culture, but when you when you have each individual separately, they're just individuals in a group. But when you bring them together and you have the whole, not just the sum, but the whole, you have a culture. And you can't have each individual person trying to move that culture itself you it it has to be a natural thing that's cool now i definitely want to talk about this upcoming young franco-american summit but i do want to talk about it in terms of kind of progressing from where it started to where we are now so maybe just give me a heads up when was the first one who was there where was it what did it look like so our first Young Franco-American Summit was uh, last year, October 16th, 2021, right in the uh, Franco-American Center in uh, Orno, Maine. It was uh, hosted by the Franco-American programs, and it was, it was a, a whole day of just really fun energy. You know, that's what Lisa and I keep calling the summit is energy. We had, uh, it started at around, I want to say 9, 9.30 a.m. And we went with presentations until I want to say early afternoon. We did, we provided a free lunch that was catered by the university. And then in the afternoon, we had a, a trivia game where um, someone won a prize. And then we also had a, uh, a student band perform. Uh, I don't, know if anyone of in this podcast has heard of the band Gnocchi. Uh, they are a group of students at the University of Maine, and they're very good. After that, we closed out, had a discussion, and oh, yes, we had a keynote speaker who was uh, none other than Ryan Fecto, speaker of the Maine House of Representatives. All right. Well, that sounds like an amazing, amazing time. Now... Where where is this one going to be this year? What is this year's version going to look like? First of all, tell me when is it? Where is it? What is it going to look like? This year's summit is going to be in none other than Manchester, New Hampshire. Well We're done. moving south. Terrific. Right answer. Uh, <laughs> we figured that um, 
for our second year, we could move a little bit more south to where more people are. The whole thing about the summit is to have it traveling around New England each year. So in 2023, we're going to find somewhere else completely new. So uh, this year, it's uh, it's at the Milliard Museum in Manchester, of course. And uh, it's RSVP. So we, we do have a... Um, our, a short RSVP form just saying your name, email. Yeah. We also require that at the time of the event that you are between the ages of 18 and 35. So we're going to start at around 9.30 a.m. and then we're going to be going until maybe midday um, with presentations. Going to have a short tour of the museum provided by the uh, Milliard Museum. And then cool. we're actually heading out to Poutine Fest. Tim Boyer of the Poutine, of Poutine Fest has graciously provided us with some tickets and we'll be able to send some people that up there. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good to have the Poutine Fest trip in the middle of the day. That is the goal of, or one of the goals of Poutine Fest is to bring younger Franco-Americans there to explore their Franco-American, French-Canadian background and identity as well as bring in other people to enjoy this Quebecois classic dish. And of course, there's going to be French Canadian music there. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, it can just be a whole day of exploring Franco-American New England. So that'll be exciting. That's cool. What's the date for this? This is on October 15th. Very nice. We start off with some presentations Finish up with having a blast up with Sinfest. That sounds like a really, really fun day. So who's the keynote this year then? So we are actually uh, re-inviting Claire Marie Bisson. Uh, she was a regular presenter from the last summit. And now she, uh, we decide that we like her so much, she's going to be our keynote presentation. Yep, she gave an excellent speech at the last summit. Uh, I was seeing her writing in her notebook that day and... Part, part of it was something that she had presented and then part of it was something that she just wrote down because she was inspired uh, just by the energy in the room and just by talking with everybody and connecting at that first summit was something really special because we could just naturally approach each other. I, I think that when you have people of this of similar age range in a room, it's much easier to approach one another because we know that we have that in common. Uh, we have the young experience, I guess you could say. So it was just everything just ran so well last year. And so looking forward to it again this year. One of the cool things I found about, you talk about how the first event was up at Orono. Um, I've been there once, showing up with Mike. We went up in the Rassemblement Mall. One of the cool, cool things for me, probably the coolest thing, easily as cool as the event, and the event was amazing, was the fact that we all stay in the same hotel together. And that was a blast because we hung out after the events. We all got up. We had breakfast at the same place. People were exchanging stories. It was so, so neat. Is there any hope of that ever with this young summit? Everybody kind of stays at the same place. So it becomes a full day of interacting and networking and exchanging of stories. So while we don't really have um, a hotel that we're all staying at this year, uh, we are hoping that at Poutine Fest, we will have that kind of casual, open discussion 
um, after we're done digesting some really heavy poutine, um, and just talk about our day, what we like, just and just a really casual discussion between a bunch of young Franco-Americans. Yeah, I think that'll be a similar experience because with the summit moving around every year, we don't know, depending on where people are coming from, if they will need lodging or not. So we're not sure if the hotel moment will ever happen where we're all staying some, you know, the same place. But I think at least for this one, we're going to gather at Putin Fest after we've had something to eat, some fun. And like last year, we had an open forum and just for feedback, comments, questions, just to get an idea of what people thought of it, thought of the summit. So this year it will be a similar thing at Putin Fest. We'll gather and we'll just discuss how it went and what changes we could bring to the next one. And uh, just have the floor open to anybody who wants to say anything else before we close. And then there'll be another one wrapped up. I also want to add that hotels last year uh, were graciously provided by the Franco-American programs. Unfortunately, we don't have that luxury this year due to the fact that we're in a more um, urbanized location compared to Orono. So if anybody is interested in this event, and they should be, if you are listening to this, you are between the ages of 18 and 35, you want to meet up with other young Franco-Americans. And it just seems like a really cool event in a town I have to like very, very much, of course, it's my hometown. Uh, where can we send people that want to RSVP? We have a Google form. You just fill out your name, email, and you're good to go. I also have an email address if anyone needs to get in contact with me. It is d-m-o-r-e-a-u dot y-f-a-s at gmail.com. Very cool. And Mike, I'm assuming we can go ahead and link below uh, the direct link so you can get that Google form so it's easy to RSVP. I hope we get some more people out to put Sinfest, out in the town in Manchester, if you're going, send us a message. Let me know. Let Daniel know. Let Melody know. We'll go out. We'll party. We'll have our own after puts in fest after party. That's a guarantee. The first few beverages, depending on how many I have, could be several beverages would be on me. And we'll have a really, really good time. So I think this is really, really exciting. I appreciate, again, Melody Desjardins and Daniel Moreau talking about a really, really fun event. Something they came up with a couple of years ago. One of the coolest things on the Franco-American calendar every year now up here in New England. Second year in a row. Second of what I'm sure will be many. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Thank Thanks. you, Jesse. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.